Greetings and blessings all. This is Queen Mother, and today we're doing a test show to determine whether or not this show is going to work for us. Ever since Queen Mother's been doing these shows, she has had problems with sponsorships, and we found a great sponsor, Tribe Called Girl, but we need more sponsors so that we can facilitate shows like Children of the Light. Children of the Light is a program that um, I'm bringing Queen Mother Delma Banks on so that she will be able to share it with us and um, she will give you insight into the program. Children of the Light is a children's program that I'd like to do for the summer for children to receive the blessing of understanding their cultural legacy, which is struggle and victory. So, ah, Queen Mother's on. So, without further ado, I want to bring on Queen Mother. Ashe, greetings and blessings, Queen Mother. Thank you, thank you. And we are talking to Queen Mother Velma Banks. And as you guys know, I'm Ia Awofalola. I keep forgetting to say that. Uh, Darlene Dawson. And um, I'm just so honored to be talking to Queen Mother Velma Banks. She is like one of the super social workers, always so social work educators, always willing and ready to teach. So, Queen Mother, yes. please explain about Children of the Light, the program. Thank you, Sister Darlene, and your wonderful reasons for giving people information. I'm more than pleased to do a couple of things to respond to your question. And I just want to say a great good morning to the world so that we can bring light to those who listen. And to, to give a kind of history and reason that Children of the Light became useful, necessary, and ongoing. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Texas, and at the time that I was studying, there was very little information about the history and legacy of the African people. There was a lot of wonderful things going on in the in the African black uh, Negro community, if you will, at that time. And having gone through the, the school in Atlanta, Georgia, there was still some similar um, uh, needs to, to be educated about us as a people, our history, our heritage, and our legacy. 
in coming into New York City and doing social work, as you mentioned. I was very much involved with families and children, knowing that there was little information about African people even being called African at the time. We were still kind of in the Negro to Black, and we moved upward from the Negro to the Black conversion, and now we are more connected okay. to our African roots. So I knew that I was... Um, inclined and challenged by the lack of information. So there was a saying that um, it all started in a small schoolhouse. There's a kind of statement that says it all started in a little log cabin. But anyway, my desire to bring young people together started in a one-bedroom apartment in New York City, Manhattan, West Side. As a result, children began to come to me, and the reason for that, so this gets into responding more to your question, the reason for that is that I knew that there were young children about to move upward in their educational learning, and some were ready to go into Ivy League schools based on their commitment to education and their family's commitment to education. So I knew if they went into Ivy League schools where there was integration and they were not equipped with their own heritage and history, they would be in trouble. Trouble meaning that they would feel less than, their esteem would be low, and they wouldn't know where to go. Because certainly most of the professors would not be African-focused, and they would not then be in a position to help them. So starting back in the 70s, I brought children together and started a a, um, conversation with just two at the time. We moved forward from that and moved into a corporation called Children of the Light. Well, in order to move a corporation, you have to pay the the corporate taxes. I'm sorry, you listening to my daughter who is uh, so rude. She's just be talking. So as we go forth, and so, so in order to have a corporation that must be corporate taxes, and most of the young people who were coming to the families were not in a position to pay the registration fee on time or the way it would be useful to continue the program. One, to develop materials to teach from, and then incorporating into that teaching, which um, was varied, but staying with the, with the steps involved, we then um, kept the Children of Light program moving along and then put in different aspects of it. Um, what we, what the, the approach we had was to bring children together uh, for maybe two hours, teaching them about their heritage, starting from Africa, Egypt, and bringing them forward. And then we started having lunch together so that the kids could learn from each other what it means to talk and learn at the same time. Well, not talk at the same time, but sit together in a group and eat and then learn. So we kept the program alive, and we had summer camp, we had the after-school program, we had during the week, whenever there was a need, we would try and meet it. But the goal was to educate children about who they were. So there are th- three different ways. History is a gift, so I want to put that in your ears. History is a gift. Heritage okay. is a privilege, and legacy okay. is a must. We must know about ourselves so we can grow. And to, to digress for a minute, um, the reason I think that we're in such trouble in this country today is because our children were miseducated about their source of knowledge and their source of history and their source of pride. So the children of the light is just that, educating children about their heritage and the contribution that our people have made and how it fits into the society at large. Period. For I say. I say. So we're looking for sponsors for our Children of the Light program. And if you have a business 
for something that you want to advertise or you just want to support, children being able to get their history, to be able to get their legacy, to be able to transform and become gladiators, if you will, for our history, for our legacy. Once it's gone, it's gone. We are not going to be able to teach children when they are trees. They start out little twigs, but once they're trees, that's it. But Queen Mother, that was very exciting, and it just really sent chills down my spine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, i just add a couple more words to that. As you were talking, the two hours that we need to address, one is to reclaim the history, reclaim it and restore it. And those words are not important, except as we address them to be important, but we must reclaim the history that was missing in the textbooks or books that were available and restore the information in our children's heads and brains so they can be excited about being African children, black children, and what their parents and our, our ancestors went through to have us still learning today. I say, and you know, one of the problems is that... Um, the children who are born now, they are not getting uh, that information because, you know, still we have a lot of children who are not connected to their roots, that they are connected to the European idea of history, which is money. By me, by me, you know, and not really of uh, really feeling or getting fulfilled with what they need to get fulfilled. Now, I know for me personally, for me to get my grandchildren to listen and to be able to hear this show, I got to bring them in there and sit them down to tell them, don't speak or I'm going to mercilize everybody, you know, use one of them crazy words they they love and go or something, you know, and then they'll sit down and listen for a while. But I want to make it interactive. So when I get my grandsons to sit down, I'm going to open up the, the um, microphone so that if they have questions or something, and I am one of the things that's so hard for people to do, children, you know, we have to teach them, but people is to listen, you know, to listen and to hear, to recognize when you hear the thing that you need to do with your child for the summer, and that is bring them into the light. So we're not only doing this as a promo for our sponsors, but we're also doing this as a promo for parents to sit their children down and this be a time, hopefully it'll be at 11 on Fridays, sit their children down and relax, you know. Now, you know, I was hesitant about doing this uh, test 
because Mercury is in retrograde and it's messing everything up. I'm sure my message is not being received as I'm sending it, but it's very important. And, Queen Mother, when did you do this program in your one-room apartment? When did you start? Well, the pro- the actual program, just by name, program, started in the mm-hmm. 70s. It was, I remember in 76 that we had our first sit-down. As a matter of fact, the youngest child at that time was 10, and she's 40 years old now, and the, and, and the other young lady is in film and editing. So uh, it was in the 70s that we first started in the, in the apartment. I say. So that's a historical uh, uh, time for our people because the 70s was when we was hot and ready and they turned us around. So we got turned around at that time, and not all of the children learned the history to connect with their ancestors in a meaningful way. You know, learn like we learned the typical outstanding black person that they throw before us who they want us to see in uh the man-made history type thing. My, yeah. There wasn't really the integration of African history in conversation. It was really just a startup of the language that was used. And the the first sitting with the, with the two young girls at the time was just using words like self-esteem because we didn't – I wasn't really working with more uh, – impressive words like that we are using today, but very self-esteem, but just the idea that you can have that even without a heritage, but to know that you are important as an individual, then you find out about your heritage and the history as you develop. So then we move into more of a historical perspective of what it means to know your history, but just to know that you're somebody, because we were mostly told we were not somebody. Um, that, that's historic. The 40 acres of the mule, half man, nigger, black, all those names were back in the early days, so it just grew, grew up to get just the language that we use. So, yes, it was early. There wasn't many groups at all at that time where we were bringing children together to learn how to manage an integrated society, especially in educational society. That's what I was focusing in on for those smart young children who I knew would one day make application to an integrated environment and they would not be equipped to to start out with their heads high because I have a ancestor who built the pyramids or I have a Mary McCliver who started a school. So those kind of things. But I just want to step into another area right now that you mentioned about parents. I discovered that when I was having the children registered and the parents had to participate, they couldn't just send the kids without participation. Sometimes they would sit and they'd learn and said, I learned something I didn't know. So the whole notion of how to prepare parents to work with their kids, even without me, the teacher, so that they would be the first on the first line of learning, then they could do the same thing with their kids without 
uh, on their own. So how best to blend those two together with the adults learning um, and then uh, not learning but to reestablish their knowledge base and then increase it so they would want to study and then teach the children so it becomes really a group family effort. I say, and I have to say that uh, my children learn. My children were the children of the 80s and the 90s, and they learned through me learning, you know, and me recognizing that these are things that I was denied, and this is why my my self-esteem was so low and that I just fell for anything (laughs) because, I was hooked on, you know, what they taught. And um, it's terrible that uh, we are not majorly involved and those of us that are continue to allow the stories to be told without us. And that's not good. And we have a... A sad, sad situation in um, Texas where they've changed the school textbooks. And, I mean, the things that people don't know is amazing. Like, I just found out from Instagram yesterday that Akon, the singer, is getting ready to do something like a $15 million um, solar power system in Africa. And, of course, they don't share that information on major news. They share things that, you know, make us look bad. But I'm saying if we control our own media, what what we give our kids, what we put within our own minds, that we could have some changes. And it does take dedication from parents to sit and listen because, you know, it's good to listen and find out how you can take whatever information that you've been given so that you are the original first teacher of your child. And this is what we're trying to do with Children of the Light is give parents and children an opportunity to listen to information so that they can reclaim and restore. And that's what it's about on this planet now. You know, it's so unfortunate. Go ahead, Queen Mother. I know you No, I, I think that you're right. We have to elevate the excitement in learning. We were very blessed. Uh, there's a young lady who's very much involved in the STEM project. She's got her advanced degree in STEM, and she's working in one of our Abyssinian programs called Youth on the Move. And because of our relationship, two things happened. Um, we introduced her with our platform at the National Black Theater, and she was able to use one of my history makers, Mary McLeod, uh, George Washington Carver, and the, in the scientific aspects of what he did, and she did a, did an on-site demonstration uh, using um, George Washington Carver's uh, research and how she was incorporating STEM in that. And her son um, was she wanted her son to participate, and that's when we first started our Skype program, where he lived inside the, the, the uh, New York City area. 
but uh, we tried out the Skype with him, and he learned. And we were at that point ready to expand it into a wider community with adults who really wanted their kids to learn. So we we, we put a period there. But the excitement now, it STEM, the science technology uh, project, that's very well funded and moving around. It's not new. It's just people picking it up now more in the African American community where they're letting STEM to get our kids ready for science. So we, the, the history makers that we work with. Uh, can facilitate that excitement in children learning how to be uh, on site in these coding systems where someone else would have to develop with us. But certainly um, we do need to stimulate their, their brains with some of the updated uh, sciences using the techniques and the work that was done in architectural design and building that Mary McLaughlin had to do, the work that, that Madam C.J. Walker did with her, her um science with hair products. So these things can be developed in an upbeat way to get children trying out. So many hair pieces are used these days where did it all start from. So that's an update that we know we have to do and how best to do that with some excited people who can use their technology and computer to 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 highlight it. There may be where the sponsorship comes in where people who are very elevated would want children to learn from a different perspective at a dip what I call distant learning. And I've done distant learning. Ashe. So I am talking to parents. I am talking to uh adults who care businesses who care. Uh, if you run a business, if you have a business, please contact us. Uh, Queen Mother, you want to give you an email? People might want to contact you directly. Sure. They, the, the email would be contact, which is C-O-N-T-A-C-T, contact Miss B. That's M-I-S-S-B, contact Miss B, seven, the number seven, at Yahoo dot com. Let's contact Miss B at contact Miss B seven. Contact Miss B seven at yahoo.com. So that would be C O N T A C T M I S S B seven at Yahoo.com. Right. And you can also contact me as Queen Mother, number two, A-S-K-Q-U-E-E-N-M-O-T-H-E-R, number two, at gmail.com. And let us know what you're thinking you know, um, we are a 501c3 organization, and that is Ifa House of Worship, formerly Yoruba House of Worship. And we will definitely provide the tax um, ID number you need, as well as whatever information you need to help you, and then you can get to us your information, which we'll be putting together a um, brochure, as well as we'll be uh, speaking every name that has given support on the um, program. But we will have, like, a journal, 
and we'll be expecting children that participate to share a part of what they learned with us so that we can share it out to the community at large. So we are looking to change the dynamics of media, and we're looking to do it with the help of everyone who is a listener to this program. It's time for us to reclaim our community and restore our children's childhood. Uh, You know that our goal is to end child sexual abuse as well as to really improve the mental health of our community because child sexual abuse causes trauma throughout the life. And we have to restore women and children and men that have gone through that awful experience so that they will be able to achieve whatever goals that they were sent here to achieve for the good of the planet. So we have five minutes left, Queen Mother. Do you have anything else to say? The, or you would um, like to thank, share? Well, thanking you for continually offering opportunities for us to grow and learn and be a blessing to families everywhere. It is true in order to redirect mental health, transform our thinking and now have our brain power to to learn more. It's where we are today to try and make sure that the, the newer gen the younger generation will be in a position to help the next generation to learn more about their history, their heritage and their legacy. So that's the goal is to improve our lives together as one family. Uh, in thought, or we may be in separation, We in, the thought is goodness. The thought is love. Because um, people are gifts, and we thank, we're we thankful that we are gifts, and we can share our gifts. Okay. And we start out as gifts. Yes. Gifts from heaven. Infinite. Yes. <laughs> I say. I also want to say that this is a way that we also support our professionals, our elders that have done so great for us in the community. Our Queen Mother, Velma Banks, should not have to work at this time, but this in a way supplements her income so that she is able to live freely and comfortably in her her senior and not too much of a strain on her, you know. So we're looking also to support the elders. And I want to send out a, a major prayer to thank, you know, the energies of the universe for giving restoration to my godmother, um, Chief here. So I want to send that uh, prayer out. But I just want to be letting people know that we have to support our mentors, 
from our, our past. We have to reach back and see what our elders are doing and make sure that their lives are comfortable. So with that, I'm grateful. I'm hoping that um, the queens that I have um, come in contact in my life, who well, they were baby queens and now they're grown, that they will also listen to the program. I'm talking to Connie Davis-Lewis. Specifically, have two kings she's raising that need to be able to sit down and listen to the children of the light. I'm thinking of all of the people that um, just need the service and that are willing to, you know, work and become a part of. So I want to give blessings and love to everyone who's listening. This is for you. Act. Come support us. This is a way for you to support Queen Mother Velma Banks and know that you are part of history because Queen Mother has done a great deal of good on the planet and she deserves to live in comfort. So Ashe, Ashe, Asheo. So Queen Mother, I love you, I love you, I love you. And um, I know how magnificent that you have been in my life. And um, just, it's just magnificent, you know, that I was given such a powerful understanding of how to work with people in a general way, in a way that is very much, you know, just great. But I want to say that most of the women that we dealt with in those 90s are doing well. So I just want to reach that out and let you know that they are, they're working. And uh, with the exception of Gail, who passed away, everybody has jobs. The other Gail, she's a nurse. I mean, we really did good. So Nancy's working, everybody. So I'm just so proud. So am I. I would love for you to send them my way so that perhaps there would be a reclaiming of each other to just declare it. Thank you for sharing that. Ashe. So we bid you good morning and goodbye. And we love you and we look forward to manifesting great things with you this year. Ashe. Ashe. Okay, so we are in, we're now off the air, so I am going to hang up and then recall you. Queen Mother.